What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and thank you for joining me in episode 447 of Ask Pat. We have a great question today from Ted. But before we get to Ted's question, I do want to thank today's sponsor, which is Aweber.com. This is the first ever email service provider that I've used, and I still use them for a lot of my websites, and I recommend them for people who are just starting out for a number of different reasons. One, it's just really easy to set up, great pricing, especially for those of you who are just starting out and building your email list. And if you're, and if you're not building your email list, what are you doing? You, you, oh man, you got to build your email list. This is Email Marketing Month on SmartPassiveIncome.com. I recommend you check out the blog actually for a lot more information on that. But I do recommend AWeber. It is a great tool. It's helped me build my list to over 120,000 people, and it can help you too. If you want to check it out for 30 days for free, you can check it out by going to aweber.com slash askpat. Again, that's aweber, A-W-E-B-E-R.com slash askpat. All right, here's today's question from Ted. Hey, Pat. My name is Ted, and I run a website called beersandsack.com. It's a resource for the craft beer scene in Sacramento, California. We publish articles on our website, but I always get hung up on what to name our images within the articles. Do you recommend a certain naming convention for images within an article? Thanks for all you do. Cheers. Hey, Ted. What's up? Thank you so much for the question today. I really appreciate it, and I think it's cool that you're talking about beers in Sacramento. Maybe if I'm up in that area, we can hang out and have a beer one time. But anyway, let's focus on your question. So, Images in your posts, great idea. Why? Because they add some visual to your posts. They make it more interesting. They make it easier to break that content up and just not have it look like an essay, but actually something very interesting. And also another cool thing about images is people can see those images and kind of remember them over time. We are sort of a visual species, if you will, and it's much easier to remember things that we see. So first of all, great job. Secondly, it's really cool that you're asking about the file name. Well, actually, there's two things. I've already given away a little bit of what I was going to say, but there's two components of this. There is the name that you, the sort of the description of the of the image, the metadata, the stuff that you name, whatever you name the image behind the scenes as you are uploading it, for example, into WordPress or any other web platform. And there's also the file name too. Now, the file name used to be a thing that used to work a lot better. And what I say work better, what I mean is you kind of get ranked higher. In the search engines and a lot of you know google has its own image search and people type in what keywords to look up those images so you can you can get quite a bit of traffic i know some people in the past i haven't heard this in a while but i know a few people in the past who've gotten a lot of traffic not through regular google search but through google images search which was really interesting so again best practice is to stick with keywords that relate to the content of that post and make sense for what that image is. So it's just like anything else. You wanna make sure that that name makes sense to a human being, but it also is something that includes a couple keywords, at least one related to the particular type of content that you're sharing. Now, if it's if there's, for example, multiple images in a particular post, you know, talk about whatever that visual and that image is talking about that supports that those points in your blog post. Um, and, and, and just, again, make it completely natural in terms of the file name you can include those na- those those words those keywords in the file name as well it's not going to it's, it's not going to make a huge difference but again it makes a little bit of a difference and every little bit helps as well plus what happens is if for whatever reason that image the link is broken it will share the description and or the file name and if the file name has those words that describe that image well at least people 
maybe they think something's wrong with their computer or browser. At least they'll kind of understand what that image was about and potentially make something up in their head that can fill in that space instead of random numbers and characters and all those sorts of things. So that's what I would say about using images. Now, there's another thing I would want to recommend, and that is sumome.com. Sumome.com is a great tool. Actually, I have an affiliate link for that, although it's free to get set up. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash sumo me, you can check this out. It has a number of different tools. It's essentially a suite of tools, and one of those tools includes an image sharer, which when people hover over that image in your blog post, it enables this little button that shows up on top of that image in the lower right-hand corner. Actually, I think you can specify where that button shows up, and when people click on that button, it makes it really easy for people to share the image on the platforms that you choose to have people share it on. So it could be Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest. You can have them all set up in there, and that will help you get additional traffic and shares to your particular posts. So hopefully that answers your question and gives you a little bit more of an actionable tip on top of that using Sumo Me. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash Sumo Me. And uh, there you go. So I look forward to hearing more about you, Ted, and what you do, and I look forward to sharing a beer with you one of these days. Uh, probably a cheat day because I don't normally drink beer unless it's a cheat day because I'm doing triathlon stuff. But anyway, Ted, thank you so much for the question. I appreciate it. We're going to send you an Ask Pat t-shirt for having your question featured here on the show. And for those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page. Thanks to the widget from speakpipe.com. I also want to thank Aweber, A-W-E-B-E-R, which is really cool because they make it so easy for you to start building your email list. And like I said, they have helped me build my list to over 120,000, and they are perfect for beginners, especially because they just make it really easy for you to put forms on your website. They connect to virtually every other third-party tool out there that can help you build your list from lead pages to OptinMonster to Optimizely and all these other things, or Optimize Press, excuse me, Optimizely is a split testing tool. But check it out, Aweber. 30 days free trial by going to aweber.com slash askpat. Again, that's aweber.com slash askpat. And again, as I always do, here's a quote to finish off today, and I love this quote from my good buddy Jay Bear. He said, focus on how to be social, not how to do social. Focus on how to be social, not how to do social. Cheers, take care, and I'll see you in the next episode of Askpat. Thank you. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.